0: Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research. This is episode 106, cruising right along, going to be at 200 before we know it. I'm Jeff Wagner. I'm here with my co-host, Hunter Ginn. How are you this evening? I think you're expecting horrendous storm
1: conditions tomorrow, right? So to speak, Jeff. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. So to speak? Yeah, because we're going to talk about horrendous tonight. Oh, geez. (laughs) I missed that completely. Well, well, we I, might well. I thought that was a, I thought that was a fun very much intended not at all but but I hope
0: you're safe from the uh the storm
1: that's supposedly oh, we are uh, we are and especially out on the coast where I live we're uh actually having a half day at work tomorrow and we're expecting sustained winds of about 40 miles an hour with some gusts of about 60 to 65, which are wow. like very strong tropical storm winds. Yeah. well, uh, And very, very, very odd for this time of year for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, stay safe. And, yeah, I'll um, be fine. Um, what, what would your music of choice be if you're sitting on your porch looking at your, because you have a great view of, the, and you're right on water. You have a great view of the whole calamity. Like what, if it's a storm that you know you're going to survive and it's not that bad, but it, but it's, kind of intense what but you have the music best, so the, I remember yeah, one time you said you were listening to Master's Hammer and Well stuff. I was about to say
1: okay well you beat me to it. Ah. The best storm view listen I've ever had Master's hammer ritual.
0: Ah nice
1: it <laughs> might be just because of fronts of storm. Ooh well there you go there's another it's, there's another player. The or yeah. or I could do some blasphemy color of the storms. <laughs> I don't know we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the, kind of the of possibilities issues. are kind well, of endless i mean you they know, are i've been part of storm to, uh, lost horizon oh well um that was what i listened to when we had i mean i hesitate you know in the presence of well of you and all of our northern listeners to say that we had a snowstorm in 2018 but for look right. coastal savannah <laughs> was a snowstorm and i did i listened to lost horizon
0: oh nice okay cool and it was
1: badass but i've been itching to uh revisit my dying brides 34 um percent album and that may be it tomorrow
0: okay well we'll uh we'll keep tabs on that i'm sure they'll report what you're listening to on the local weather channel we'll all tune into that i'm sure i mean
1: look there is nothing that jamie erdle and the WTOC storm team cares more about than what Radical Research is listening to.
0: Man, I like that you came up with the name. Okay, let's move along. (laughs) Um, We keep getting repeat donors, and that's just fantastic. Tanner Cooper not only gave us uh, a contribution, but a really nice long email. I guess it was the first time he really reached out and said hello personally, which we really appreciated. Always want you to do that. You can do that at radical research podcast at gmail.com. That happens to be our PayPal ID for donations, should you be moved by the spirit. Um Tanner Cooper sent us 42 dollars and 24 cents. Now 42 dollars and 24 cents he <laughs> said he wanted us both to have 21 dollars and twelve cents on 1221 when he sent it. Uh <laughs> man <laughs> fantastic so thanks for another great year of rr he says uh, wishing you both well in the holidays new year same to you tanner yeah and eric lynch again uh threw us a little bit of money the evil 6.66 it's all wonderful we are really champing at the bit here to go um do you know it's champing and not chomping by the way i did not know that it's champing mm-hmm.
1: and that's the end of the story i'm champing at the bit here well did you also know that it is to err and not to err Oh, and that I is not. not your forte. It is your fort.
0: Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah.
1: I like that. So, all right. But those are uh sticking points for me, too.
0: It's fair yeah. enough to say that we're sort of word nerds. I mean, I've read books on words. Do you know what I mean? Like on, on language, sure. on on the peculiarities of etymology. So anyway, this episode is going to be a little weird one for us. And, I, and I'd almost kind of rather get your position on it because you're even more curmudgeonly than I, when it comes to new metal music, and that could be new metal music from a veteran band, it could be a young band or somewhere in between. But we decided not to necessarily do an year-end wrap-up kind of thing, but certainly there is some new metal, fresh, original, creative stuff uh, coming out. And these are just a a, a few that we have liked because we're not featuring the Dotham's Guard album, Black Medium Current, which we love. The new Malicarputon is incredible. Vertumnus Caesar. I don't know that you've had enough time with that, have you?
1: I, I have, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah. But um, but the, we decided to do
1: these yeah, four the New Zisma.
0: New uh, Zisma is great. Yeah. See, so it's out there, but Hunter and I kind of put our heads together and decided to choose new albums, recent albums, 2023 albums by Horrendous Afterbirth and Laster. And uh an album that's coming out later this month, which would be January as of this recording, by a Norwegian band called Mode. So it's unusual for us to not be casting far back into our shared listening history.
1: It is. um, And, you know, it wasn't necessarily a gesture to prove that we're not curmudgeons, um, but it was just a sort of a weird coincidence that so much new metal um, new imaginative and interesting metal has come out in the last year. And I I think that, you know, we have a duty as, you know, stewards of this genre to, I mean, not only curate the past, but to talk about things that are happening now that are interesting. And Vehamad was sort of the impetus of all this for me. And I'm really, really, really into their first record. And I saw them at Prophecy Fest. And um, Jan, uh, their guitarist, has become a buddy of mine over the last couple of years. And um, is a Radical Research listener and supporter. And I I just got super, super into them. And they have a new album coming out on Prophecy. And uh, I, I think it's really beautiful special music and uh the afterbirth record blew jeff and i just completely out of the water it blew a lot of people oh, out of the water yeah it did yeah it did uh horrendous has been um a great and interesting band for years now yes In fact horrendous is like one of those i, I remember um you gave i think you gave me a copy of ignisys um,
0: yeah, this is, this is the second one.
1: Yes. yeah Back in 2015, um, when a person who will not be named and I visited you in Greensboro, and it, it like that blew me away. And I've been a fan of them ever since, too. And last Tim actually turned me on to Laster.
0: Tim Hammond, a friend of
1: ours, yeah. Yes. Or yes, <laughs> Tim Tim Hammond of um such towns as Statesboro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Statesboro, but
0: yeah, the Tim's Tim's uh often texting me or, or often enough, he's always kind of got the tip on the weird stuff. Um, I know he, I'm pretty sure that like he was concurrent with me in discovering Discord pretty early, uh, yeah but right. yeah, I, I believe that my interest in Laster is also through Tim. Well, through you, through Tim, man, what a band, and and what a new album. That's the thing, that's why. You know we're we're putting them into this one because uh, the Andaman's Minya album of last year, 2023, was absolutely incredible and an interesting shift. So I we're going to start with horrendous, horrendous uh, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're currently on the season of Mist Label. We could probably do a pretty fun and awesome show on the season of Mist favorites of ours because uh, that oh, label no. <laughs> has put out some really good stuff over the past uh, yeah 20 20 plus years, 25. We're going to listen to three songs. This is the way we're going to do this in this episode as well. We're going to listen to all the chunks together. So there's going to be a long span of, of music to listen to. And then we'll uh, we'll discuss after we sample. So uh, this is from Horrendous's is this their fifth or sixth album? One, two, three. I think it's their fifth. Fifth, fifth album. Ontological yes. Mysterium. Gets extra points for having a great album title. Yep. Um, <laughs> and this is Neon Leviathan, Preterition
1: Hymn and exogenesis <laughs> which extra points for an extra awesome song title neon him. Leviathan. oh neon leviathan yeah yeah i mean yep. yep yeah and
0: they're spelling exogenesis uh they're they're parenthesizing the e n uh so it's sort of a mixture of genesis and exegesis mm-hmm. um, yeah it creative boys all right okay i'll see you on the other side maybe <laughs> I remember the first time i listened to that i was at the beach which is not important but it was an interesting listen or a way to listen to this for the first time and i took about a four mile walk with it and after the first listen and i followed this band since the second album i went back of course and checked out the chills which is the only album by them i don't own or care for i think it's okay it's just so reductive um but good reductive like you know it's it it works like
1: it's like the first Morbus crone record
0: yeah yes Yes. With a less good album cover. Cause that Morbus Crone album cover is one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so psychedelic. I, I love it. Anyway. Um, no, but I remember, I think I texted Brian Grabenz and I said, man, this is my favorite horrendous. I think at first listen, I just think it, it doesn't blow away their previous stuff. It doesn't delete it, but it really makes good on all the promises. And, and it's also honed writing wise. It is their most diverse, you know, the goalposts are shoved out even further mm-hmm. and the playing man, like, expressive bass playing uh by the last name is kulik i know that i've always wished he was related to bruce kulik kiss Uh, alex kulik is the bassist and then long time you know they're made of a trio jamie knox matt knox brothers on drums and guitars and then damian herring those guys are from south carolina Uh, i believe they started in south carolina then moved to philadelphia i think that's yeah yeah they they met at university of south carolina anyhow i
1: have a degree from university of south carolina
0: you and horrendous man well and
1: um and uh alum Alum. yeah uh, um the what's the guy Ernest green from uh washed out
0: oh oh, well there you go
1: yeah i'm sure there are more but
0: i just feel like they've they've this is a this is a serious peak for them good luck following this up guys
1: yeah no pressure (laughs) I, i wanted to ask you this because this just occurred to me as we were listening um have you ever watched the netflix show stranger things
0: yeah i have complicated feelings about it i think the first season well, it, is really good second season is not good and then that, well, it. it's just a it's the pits that, that that's Terrible. fine
1: that's fine anyway uh, because <laughs> i in also agreed oh all right having, yeah no, we agree on tv one. we never talk about i mean love yeah. the first season yeah, uh, yeah. but okay. having said that you know, the opposite of like the good world or the, you know, the world we live in is the upside down. Yes. The beginning of exogenesis (sighs) is the upside down version of Van Halen's Panama. (laughs) The evil fucked up version,
0: man, my brains are melting all over the floor, all over the floor. (laughs) That's so spot on and specific as hell but there is something about the beginning of that part of that and that snippet that's was instantly one of my favorite songs, you know, from that first lesson on. And
1: I love how, well, I love how many things they can do. Like they are capable of so many things and they're capable of, I mean, impressive technicality. Well, the lead
0: work by now is this yeah. mixture. It's like a Friedman, Mustaine, Rust and Peace yes. oh, era. God. Yes. Lead tandem because it, obviously the, the aggression and, and the stabbiness is there. That's it's, it's Uh, But it's also got this nuanced, velvety, fluid, and just very non-sub genre heavy metal, right? And and it's in its absolute best.
1: I would almost believe that you were a music writer at some point.
0: (laughs) Oh, am I am I being too uh, too long winded? I'm sorry, too long winded (laughs) and hyper. hyper No man, no
1: no. You're you're being just uh, too eloquent. Oh, just sorry. Dick swinging over here with you.
0: No, I just, but Yeah, but you want to talk about specific, like, and that's, that's something like probably can't imagine too many guitar teams that I could think of right now that bring to mind in the best way possible that guitar team. Cause that's, that's on, that's, that's high pedestal stuff right there. Totally. Um, For heavy metal guitar, lead guitar tandem work. And these guys are really good. They're, they're that good. I'll have a lot of hyperbole about afterbirth on that performance level as well when we get there. But I feel like that's where horrendous is at right now too.
1: Yeah. And, and just their, like their capacity for like emotion too. Yep. Um, I mean, they like horrendous has parts that, you know, we're going to talk about beauty and metal with Veomod uh, because that's <laughs> what they are, Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is real capacity for that in horrendous as well. Like, I, I get weepy listening to some of those melodies
0: <laughs> yeah i had the one in production you know, him and, and ex- yeah. all the stuff in exogenesis i also liked how they're playing with vocals a little bit they're expanding that range not in a novelty type of way where it's now expected kind of the way travis and kennel decapitation has become with his cleaner vocals like now that's a that's a major component of that band right um, and I don't feel like that's happening here with horrendous, but I wonder if at some point there will be something like that, because this is the first time they've really uh, roboticized or just made even weirder and, and more affected, you know, the vocals they haven't done. They've hinted at it, but I mean, this album has more, a lot more of that, which I Wait. love. i fucking love the shit. Yeah so, yeah. so do I. Yeah. So speaking of, how do we even segue to afterbirth? I, I will say this is an album that, and I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing me say it and, watching me post it and, and hearing about my listening to it. But I've listened to this album like <laughs> it's 35 minutes. So it's easy to take a lot of listens if you love it. Uh, and it goes by even quicker. It feels like about 16 minutes. But this is like, I think of the, the, the you're going to agree with me on a lot of these, that the albums that came out in the teens or even more recently that are truly classic metal. Again, doesn't matter what the genre is or if it's non-genre or if it's super genre. Legend by Witchcraft, Arcturian by Arcturus, psychic secretions by stargazer the long defeat by death spell omega and in i would
1: say i would add um the morbus crown record again not to belabor that
0: i would probably put it uh i I think i think what i why i list these what about um, we're all gonna we're all gonna have our own right but like what i'm saying is like these are the ones that like hit me on every level it's like a moving pictures level where which hacker cocky with extremists yes absolutely renaissance and extremists is their best album yeah that's yeah. a that's way up there but I, they hit i'm not gonna levels. say it's
1: their best album but
0: they all hit they, but these but these albums that i'm talking about okay. just hit me on every level they hit me on every level the moving picture level P- production writing performance okay. presentation you know, like pack you know packaging everything about it really <laughs> really is high level so I stumbled on this, again, thanks title, man. I, I didn't know how I'd be with streaming as a supplementary to my physical listening, but it's changed me in terms of my listening. Like it turned me on to Kate Bush, of all things, you know, well, You which, know, Jeff, which I've gone
1: crazy with lately. You're a younger man than you thought you were. I
0: guess I am because I didn't know I'd be go, going crazy over this once early on, early on, slam metal band, the slam death, pig grunt, brie brie, wheat, brie brie, shredded wheat, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I didn't make that up, but I read it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard the brie brie shredded wheat? I've never shared that with you. <laughs> was that a relapse thing? I don't know. I read it somewhere once. Um, so I just turned on title. I this came up in some recommended thing, which I usually ignore because I'm we're, we're always swamped in recommendations. But this looked good. The album cover was incredible. Incredible album cover by a guy named Alex Ekman Lawn, and imagery, song titles, everything sucked me in. And I'd heard this band was some reformed brutal slam death band where I don't know what to call, you know, we'll just call it brutal slam (laughs) end of the death metal spectrum. Generally something I wouldn't be terribly interested in, but that was in 92, 93. And then they broke up for quite some time and then came back with an album in 2017. And this is their third album called In But Not Of. And from, again, from the first listen, and because I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, it, it, I've just been in love with it ever since. I am smitten with this thing. I have a lot to say about it. I don't want to say everything because I'd, I'd like people to listen. I know there's a lot of people out there that listen to us that are hip on on this album. But um, I just think it breaks molds in every wonderful, beautiful way and remains what it's supposed to be, which is death metal. To, to quote Brian Grabenz, the guy that I mentioned in the horrendous listen was like, I was kind of texting with him discussing whether this was like, you know, how slam is this? Because we both don't love slam or what brutal slam is or whatever that shit is. He just said, fuck it. It's just death metal. And that's all it is. It's just death metal, but it's one of the best death metal records I've ever heard. I'm putting it way, 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 way high up in my pantheon of death metal records. But this album captured me in that same way as some of these other great albums. Production, performance, writing, presentation, uh, length, sequencing is probably... At the very top there for me with this the, the magic and the and, and the sort of hidden part of this album that makes it so great is sequencing.
1: No, it is I mean it it is like I mean that is what makes a record for me can really fuck up a record. Perfect. I want to um shout out my boy Ken Golden in this. Always we had a mispress of the fifth canvas record, radiance. and they the press fucked up the sequence yeah oh, sure and ken and i we got it ken sent it to me i was like dude it's not right and he understood that on such a molecular level oh
0: yeah, dude, yeah.
1: To have it redone because he gets, in, he gets in deep with the music so yeah no he knows he, does. he knows he knows he does. and it can ruin an album And you know, you and I have talked about this many times, like records that have been remastered or remixed and then resequenced and things. Like the pacing of an album, I mean, it's like imagine a novel where the chapters have been displaced.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing, (laughs) right? You make a you make a really good point. It might be fun to like take apart some albums that just. Are good but suck because of the sequencing there's got to be a, a few examples where we could put together a, oh, hammer, hammer together an episode
1: plenty of them but
0: yeah. yeah back to these guys so afterbirth, this kind of like what did you call them Prog slam or like,
1: <laughs> is that what you said I it from you like I, you like <laughs> like when you were um musing on them uh early on like with this album because <laughs> there was like an element of guilt about liking this but also mm. just a total awe i think it. surprise yeah i think it was surprise because but, like I, I, yeah. you said something like it was like like progressive slam or something i i, I, mean, I that's, that's not my uh, that's not my machination fair enough
0: yeah i think coming out of that first listen i mentioned too was that okay <laughs> This is not what I thought. I mean, I, I had checked out a little bit of Time Traveler's Dilemma when that came out. Because I knew of this band who had recorded true gutter slam death metal shit in 92, 93. And I've listened to those since. I listened to them on the way back from Denver, actually. Oh, but it's not good. I don't like that stuff. I think it's fine for what it is. I won't slam these guys. And it's three of these guys.
1: With you won't a slam these guys? <laughs> I won't slam these guys not gonna
0: not gonna slam the slam my friend
1: no but we, when we were in denver and we were talking about shit and you remember i remember you saying the word like the band afterbirth and john hall was like, <laughs> you talking about like afterbirth from the 90s yeah and long island, and long island baby yeah he's like like the brutal death metal band the friends with internal bleeding band, right? <laughs> but so. but but listeners, oh, do we have something to show you?
0: Yeah, I think let's play these and then we'll talk. We, we are
1: way past internal bleeding,
0: man. Let's do it. Devils with dead eyes, vivisected psychopomp. <laughs> <laughs> do you love that subtitle?
1: <laughs> yeah, man.
0: We- <laughs> vivisected psychopomp what a what an image and and hovering human head drones which was one of the first that i pointed you toward by the way vivisected psychopomp because i want to say that again we're playing the whole thing because it's just a little bit over two minutes and then we have very special moments from the other ones and i want to just you know no spoilers if you haven't heard it but like you will hear them go into more slammy territory on some of this album but then most of it works on getting the fuck out of it but using it in this way that we never thought possible. To me, it is kind of like an innovative thing. Here they are. Is so much good there um i, I don't want to sound shitty bringing this up after all that goodness because i really like cattle decapitation live and i think two of their albums are super fucking great i'll never get rid of them monolith and anthropocene um and i really respect them a shit ton i'm all about what they stand for and how they look at us and humanity and other beings and the planet and the cosmos but this is Right, I'm pounding my fist on the fucking desk, man. We're not a video podcast, but this is where I wanted them to go. Like I really I haven't heard them go this far in terms of polarity of of what they're doing, performance, creativity, I think is probably the big word. Mm-hmm. Um your thoughts and more, because we enjoyed listening to that together. We've never Let's actually say,
1: yeah. When I was listening to this, I thought, you know, if if the definition of genius is being able to hold two completely different ideas in some kind of veneity. Mm. Yes. That's this. There's like, some
0: of that in the song we didn't hear called Vomiting Humanity. Yes. Uh, that does the same thing.
1: I mean, it like it is so brutal. It is so emotional. It is so creative. It's honestly kind of shocking.
0: It's kind of, because it will oh. always at their foundation retain heaviness like the the super eye rolling back fucking orange clutching heaviness
1: well it 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 reminds me of the first time that i heard um and it it, and it's different um and i'm not trying to compare the two things but you know you and i were both sort of snobby about like the gurgly brutal side of death metal for a long time
0: just because, why? But, again, back to creativity. I think we wanted something right, beyond but, just suffocation worship. Right. Turn, but, turned but, up even further. Yeah.
1: But when you and I heard Akrobatik's words go unspoken. Yep. That was a game changer. Big moment. Yeah, I, I, I got us yeah. into a lot of that stuff.
0: Well, just because they had that sensibility, but man, they went other places. And it's not that we need the most scattered album. Like my favorite death metal album of all time. I think I finally decided that it's Symphonies of Sickness by Carcass. I just can't get anything over that. I think it's just like it does everything I want it to. Musical ability that they're just discovering their
1: creativity. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta yeah. put a flag in <laughs> in the ground somewhere. I I, I know, I I've opened you know. I've a what, can of words,
0: but you know. yeah,
1: no, no. Um and maybe over the next few uh episodes I'll I'll commit to something. Oh, um,
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. yes. I, th- I, oh, I I thought I, you were going to say it's going to be this and then we'd be debating for a half hour before we got back. No, no, no. I,
1: I need to think about it a bit. Yeah. Okay. So, right.
0: okay. Yeah, um, I think I've come there, but here's how much I like this album and I know it's new and I know it's exciting, but like I really do think it's in the upper pan, the, the top pantheon of death metal. Um want to throw out a couple things that I found out about this band to You Hunter just to get your reaction because we even though we've talked about them a lot, we haven't really talked about it. Uh, I was listening to this interview with Cody Drasser. He's the guitarist, and a major credit to how great this stuff is, and seemingly an all-around amazing dude. He knows we're on to him. Like (laughs) Afterbirth uh, have have been commenting on our Facebook page every now and then, so (laughs) I I don't want him to think I'm being stalky here. But I I think a lot of the guy. But he was on a podcast saying how he thought the drummer could. He kind of rolled this off like almost casually, like, "Yeah, our drummer. You know, he can play all the Neil Peart stuff." And when you hear people say that, usually it's bullshit because it doesn't matter if the, that drummer that, that is being talked about is great or if it's shit. Nobody can do all the Peart stuff. You know, it's just like, you don't throw that out. So I was into this album and I was like, well, wow, I, I think the drummer's really good, but could he, really? So I the next time I listened to it, I, I focused on the drummer. I think he can do all the Neil Peart shit. This guy's amazing.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the I, thing about Neil, Neil Peart. And... You know, when you're a really popular, it doesn't matter what you're popular at. Especially like these days, because we live in a world where everyone just loves to hate on everything. Just faceless. I'm going to get online. I'm just yes. going to hate on some shit. Uh, of, course, of course. And it's fucking bullshit. But here's the thing that people miss about Neil Peart. It's like, not only like, so they all say, oh, well, you know, he can't play jazz. Oh, he's, he's not as good as Vinnie <laughs> Caliuda. He's yeah, no Dan Michael, yeah. He's no Tony. Like, but, but the thing that people miss about Neil Peart is his exquisite musicality. <laughs> Neil Peart plays everything that you want to hear. And if you're a drummer, everything that you could never do. I, I love that. And it's surprising. Like, I think yeah. he does surprising things that even after 100 does, listens, 200 he listens. He does surprising things, but he does musically perfect things. Absolutely. He's one <laughs> totally. of the most sensitive drummers totally. I have ever heard in my life.
0: But you know, he's, you say that he's, he's not at all stuffy. I no. know that hardcore jazz people would say, well, he is stuffy. But no, I, th- he's got so much feel, fluidity, not, su- not the surprise element I was saying earlier, but like uh, more of this, um, he's nimble. He's really nimble. Like he, his light touch is as killer as his hard touch. Do you know what I mean? Like, now I.
1: Every aspect I, of his playing. Like when people hate on Neil Peart, I mean that that tells me everything I need to know about you. <laughs> yeah. You you were you were nothing but an envious, like internet troll.
0: Um. So let's get back to Afterbirth then. The drumming is gifted. I think Keith Harris is not to be taken unseriously. Like the guy is fantastic. So it's not a preposterous claim that Cody Drasser would say, oh yeah, our drummer can do all the new appearance stuff. So, like, I get it. How, how right. do they sound to you then as an also super great drummer?
1: Oh, um, amazing. They're, like the drums do not sound triggered. They don't sound quantized. Like the whole band sounds very live. Yes. And, and you know, like, as a drummer, I tend to listen to drums and the first time I heard this record, I was like, Man, this drummer's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's and great. He Just yeah. really intuitive and yeah. just has a ton of feel and a real, like, sensitivity to the music around him.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. he's
1: a he's a listening drummer.
0: And clearly they're playing way outside now of yeah, their, totally. their origins in terms of the cosmic thing. But to quote Brian Grabenz again, you know. It's just great fucking death metal like it's really that's really where that where this falls um colin marston is to thank for the sound on the album and he also plays keyboards and that's of course colin from uh well we can say Gorguts, we can say certainly behold the octopus he made this album the cave i believe um, yep. yeah yeah menegroff
1: Dude, we uh nothing but, <laughs> nothing but total love and admiration and respect for colin man like yeah, just yeah. a just a fucking amazing human being
0: yep and then we get david case who is also an original member along with the other guys the other instrumentalists david case has been the bass player for helmet for the last 14 years and this is also an album what this is a perfect album i think i can go there now because one of the greatest aspects that needs to always be there and be right on is the bass in my opinion and you don't get that a lot in brutal, brutal death metal, uh, no. or, you know, crazy stuff. You get a competent bass player. Certainly you should, uh, but you don't get a guy like this. Like I was really, and I am really impressed with David cases playing on this album. I mean, he's, he's, um, <laughs> he's as instrumental as the other guys. So yeah, I wanted to point out that devils with dead eyes, uh, the first of the snippets, it begins with this thing that just always brings to mind sentence of death or infernal overkill <laughs> or destruction. Um, with that, just the guitar histrionics and the kind of the almost tap on type of technique that Mike would have. And I love that shit, you know, and the fact that like, that's the second song in the album and you're like, Oh shit. Like they are copying destruction in a way that like, it's really destruction. Do you get that from that?
1: Oh, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. even the beat, the beat is, you know, destruction ish.
0: And then as you say it, you know, this is an album that like will give you two, like there's almost shoegazy moments. I know it's, no in it's, uh, it's, in this uh, more it's layered a area. listen. Yeah, and time enough tomorrow is a the instrumental in but not of the uh, the title track is great. It's a quasi instrumental. Yeah, man, we we should probably move on because I could just keep talking and talking and talking about we should. in but, we should. but not of. But it's okay. it's um, it's very special. You want to introduce laster
1: for me, my new Ved wins and uh like, just completely batshit Dutch band, amazing image, wild, completely uncategorizable music on the prophecy label. Think, A lot of good signifiers there, lots of things that check off all the uh the radical research buttons. No red flags, just green flags. No, just just green flags.
0: So, but I understand and hear you and agree with you to some degree, but I think. I, I want them weirder. I want them even weirder. Um because I I think they they focus on sort of a theme for each of their albums and I like them. I have all four albums. Laster is I think they settle on a theme but they don't really go outside of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it. um Yeah.
1: Well, maybe they'll hear this and have the courage to go outside of it.
0: They're weird and they're wonderful. They're maybe a little more monochromatic than like Aved Budzenda. you know. Yeah. Yeah, we should take a listen. I believe most of their stuff's in invented language. I don't know if we should really even try to say it, but Laster's album is called Andromans Minya. We will play three snippets from that.
1: I think you might want to walk back that comment about <laughs> weirdness. <laughs> yeah. My, my
0: comment about weirdness. I think that was uh, spurred by something else. I, Cause as <laughs> I'm listening to that, I know what it is. I know what kind of got me in it, but I, I misphrased it completely. Thank right. you for, thank you for calling me on that. It's instrumentation. Like I really would like, and it's me being fussy again, but it's just more like I hear keyboards. I hear them going in more synth, like analog synthy direction next time. Because that's where they're taking their music. Like that first song has as much post punk. Sure. You know? And then the last song is just this kind of like cosmic voivod thing. It's great. I just like I guess what I'm saying is like I don't think it's their perfect album. It's their best album.
1: It's not their perfect album. Well, they they still have potential.
0: Yeah, whereas like afterbirth and horrendous, like- after and horrendous, good luck following those up. I don't think that's gonna be easy for them. I right. think they can, you know, we'll see. But I think Laser's still getting there, they're amazing. I just love their sound. It, it's, um, it's so developed by now. Obviously, not nearly as much black metal as on the first two albums. I mean, no, third, no, no. third had no. some too, of course. They're really starting to drop that. But you know, it's, it's funny because when this came out, you don't hear a ton of hubbub about last or not even in our weird world, but like, you know, some people talk and somebody that likes them said, you know, it's just, it's great, but it's just moved away from metal. Like, I totally disagree. Like, I think musically it's completely metal. It's just weird, fucking, as you say, Vedwin Vedwin Zenda esque, weird. metal. you
1: know. I don't understand that that, at all.
0: Well, it was set. And, you know, they're entitled to that opinion, but I got to argue it. (laughs) Just, yeah. But yeah, vocally, we don't hear the black metal at all. None of the screeching. Um, Some heaviness, some almost like gang vocally stuff in Dude Gabor and the last song.
1: Well, speaking of black metal that is not exactly black metal hmm
0: veamod from norway so uh we finally and get back R- to norway randheim norway so this band i this is a band of of, the, of these four that i have i have even less association with them in terms of like how much i knew them until uh this album i feel like i knew afterbirth's history for sure i just didn't listen to them right uh, and was well into laster and horrendous by the time these albums came out, but like this one is kind of new to me, but yeah, as their first album is 2012, were you into the first veil mode album in 2012? I got into it
1: after, yeah, probably in I guess, 2017. Okay. They, um, I mean, they play this just really beautiful style of, um Prophecy calls it dark gaze. Okay. Um it, it reminds me, yeah, that's not a very specific um kind of, um, it's like
0: mind rot's goth grind. Right. It, it, I don't even know if it's good, but it like it says something. <laughs> uh,
1: but it 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 reminds me of the most beautiful moments of Alcest, just stretched out over an entire album.
0: Ah, okay. And and that's oh,
1: yeah. very very high praise from me. Yeah. When when we both heard "Beings of Light," absolutely.
0: That's a that's still maybe my favorite Alcest song.
1: Right, yeah, that thing. That, yeah. that is what that is um, what Veilmod does every every time. Like they, it just it touches my heart. We shall listen two
0: songs from the Deepening. It's the title track. Will be the second snippet and Der Guter I'm sure I'm butchering that. These are going to be a leave a little longer. There's just two this time rather than the three for the other bands we listened to tonight. But um, yeah, two longer ones. So- So I'm put in mind of only things that are great, like Alcest, as we talked about, Solstafir, Agalok, mm-hmm. and the guitar tone is fantastic. Like that, uh, just their whole sound picture is great. But like where those sit and it's majestic as all fuck uh, all, all over the place. But but especially that tone. I don't know. I'm really I was really caught by that tone. So mm-hmm. I'm a little newer to this than you are, but I I like this a shit ton.
1: Jan has this incredible vintage Gibson. Uh, guitar
0: oh okay that, that uh, explains some things
1: yes um but one of the things that i love most about Vayamod is when i listen to them i get a sense of place i feel like i know where they're from i've never been there uh, but i feel I. they have I, I i feel like they take me into their world absolutely and that feels very intimate to me.
0: It's interesting you say that I hadn't gotten there with it, but you're now I do, I get it. I'll listen with that in mind next time. That's awesome. And and you know how we kind of have gotten bad information from metal archives now, now and again, generally they, you know, it's 99%. Fantastic. But you know how we've gotten kind of burned on a, on a couple of sure. facts. Um, and, and you know how we also make fun of the themes Uh, with the band sometimes you work that into uh, some some show notes once (laughs) i didn't even know it (laughs) uh their their themes are fine on metal archives nature philosophy transcendence i i buy all that i get all that it's all fantastic and then in the notes it says veamod is a norwegian swedish word norwegian slash swedish word which does not have a precise translation into english but can be roughly translated as quote pensive melancholy about the past And what you say as far as putting you into a place, how they put you into a place, it is kind of like that, right? I mean, we're talking emotion about the past at a particular point in time. And it also says the band calls their style dark ethereal metal. So yeah, prediction on them, since you know Jan, will it take another 10, 11 years before the next one? (laughs) I hope not. But this album is good enough to place here. Uh, again, you have more experience with this one than I do. This is a, this is, this came lately for me, but yeah, defend that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're one of the most kind of transcendent and beautiful metal bands kind of the last 15 years or so. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they just take me to a a place. Um, they, uh, they transport me somewhere. And when I saw them live, they did the same thing. Um, ah, okay. They took me somewhere. And it, that's pretty much what I want out of music.
0: Yeah, that deep experience. Sure. I mean, Pink Floyd does it. Dark Space does it. We could go on. That, on. But you that's, I, yeah, ideally you get that travel. Uh, I think I get that with all these bands and all these albums. What can we say, man? <laughs> Thanks to the guys in these bands. Any gals? I don't think so. It's
1: always a sausage party
0: around here. We're open minded here though. We like more women. Yeah, no, actually, um, I'm encouraged. I think um uh the last Facebook playlist postings uh that we all do together, uh there were a couple female names on there. I looked at the profile briefly and it looked like they were legitimate females. So, like, not a sausage party anymore.
1: Excellent. We like anyway, you.
0: fantastic stuff. Shall we talk about next episode? Please. Uh, we go from the deepening to a deeper kind of slumber. Be propping up some pillows, be breaking out the psilocybin, be hanging our Pink Floyd blacklight posters. <laughs> uh, I look forward to this one. Danilo. Danilo. I know he's listening. If he's if he's not listening to this, he'll certainly be listening to episode 107. If he hasn't wanted to listen, let's prattle on about all this new <laughs> music, all this new metal. Uh, but yeah, uh, Danilo, Danilo is a... Uh, long time radical research follower and he posts frequently on the uh the Facebook playlist stuff and he has this album on his playlist probably not lately but he might know we're watching him now because I've had a lot of con I've had some contact with him. He's a stellar guy. But yeah maybe 80% of the time he's listening to this album like like on a given week. Like 80% 80% of his listening weeks will have this album on it. And it's an exhausting it's mellow but it's and he's a whole album listener. I'm sure pretty sure and like it's kind oh, of an exhausting perfect. record for for what it is and incredibly um sea changing for tiamat even though they had shifted with wild honey we will get into all that is it your favorite tiamat album
1: no wild honey
0: same but we yeah. are going to cover deeper kind of slumber because Danielo wants it that way no he didn't ask for it but we're gonna we're gonna give it to him you'll probably hate it we'll see you then